0: The Joy of M Sports presents The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley.
1: Second effective go to the basket from Bosh. He has their only points here in this third quarter. Mills, bound!
0: James falling away. Rebound Leonard. His ninth quarter of the game. Leonard pushes out to Genovale. Puts it in! What an avalanche from San Antonio. A 21-point lead. Welcome to the Sweet Spot, sponsored by Pinch Penny, Pool, Patio, and Spa. I'm your host, Corey Bradley. As you just heard that ABC audio from the 2014 NBA Finals, when the San Antonio Spurs beat the Miami Heat four games to one, that audio was from the series clinching game five when the Spurs went on that Very memorable run in the third quarter to ice the game and pretty much seal things away. Uh, Mills hit back-to-back threes, and then you heard Manu Ginobili with a splash that forced the heat to call a timeout, and you heard announcer Mike Breen say, what an avalanche. And, you know, I still get chill bumps anytime I hear that series of calls. Just the way that third quarter took off, and we know the third quarter— in my opinion, is the most important quarter of all sports because you can either put a team away or you can allow them to stick around for the fourth quarter. So the Spurs, with that run they had in the third quarter, did exactly that, put the Miami Heat away for good on the way to their fifth NBA championship. So as we continue the second part, to this Spurs story series. You heard part one with me and my uncle Kenya Bradley as we talked about the Spurs and how they became a dynasty, some of the players and the coaches that were involved there. In this second part, this second edition of the Spurs story series, my uncle Kenya talks about some of the things Spurs need to do to get back to those winning ways. How do they get back to competing for NBA championships? Listen to what he had to say and his thoughts on what the Spurs need to do for this off season, I'm joined by my uncle Kenya Bradley, lifelong San Antonio Spurs fan. As we kind of talk about San Antonio's history, we talked about we talk about their their present. As we're going to dive into that here in a little bit, and then the future outlook for the team as well. Now, Kenya, this this past season, San Antonio began a season three and O, but then they lost eleven of their next thirteen games. Did you know at that time that it would be a long season for the Spurs?
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah. Sadly, yes, I did. Uh, you could just look at the team, and it was going to be a team that was going to be hard to compete with the other teams in the league. You had a lot of teams in the league. Now they have gone to this, uh, I guess it started with the Miami Heat getting the, the big three. Well, since then, a lot of teams have basically started stacking a lot of the stars on the team to try to win. But I think maybe they'll learn that you still have to have those role players around them to make it work. But when you watch this year's Spurs team and you looked at them and looked at that roster, that roster they had was a team of all role players. So it kind of made it hard for them to compete on a night-in, night-out basis with a lot of teams in the league. And you could see that from the beginning. And I said to myself, this is going to be a long season, a long season. And it was. It was a very long season for the Spurs this year.
0: Now, earlier, um, in the previous segment, you talked about some of the assistant coaches that Popovich had on the bench aside him. Uh, how much of an impact do you think losing guys like Ime Udoka to the seventy sixers Etro Messina who went back overseas to coach, do you think it had much of an impact on the way the season uh, played out? Yes,
1: it also had an effect as well because those guys have been in the system for a while, and then you're bringing in basically a very young roster with the young guys they got uh DeMar Rosen was basically in his second year with the Spurs. And it was just a – you start seeing that the coaching staff was beginning to change quite a bit. Now, uh, Becky Hammond, who's had some success with the summer league, is winning it a couple of years ago and on the bench, and Tim Duncan decided to join – to get into the coaching role and try it as well but they were still learning the coaching role, whereas early on, the Spurs uh, coaching staff basically stayed together for a long time, and then you would lose maybe one coach here. But when you got another coach in, like P.J. Calissimo several years ago, he was able to stay there four or five years before they moved on. And so the coaching staff, it did make a difference, along with the players as well. And you could start seeing a... Basically, a shift in the spirit, that so we're having to see a little rebuild to start going on now.
0: You know, I can agree more. Uh, this you know, this past year, I was, had my first year coaching youth basketball, nine and ten year olds, and there's certain things, so many things you're focused on as the head coach that you know you have a I had a parent or two that would help out and be like, hey, this part of the floor is open. Hey, let's let's. But what about this? You know, because it's having that second set of eyes, somebody else to bounce ideas off of and be like, man, try it this way, or what if we did this? So, Udoka, Messina, you mentioned P.J. Carlissimo, uh, Jim Boylan, who was recently let go from the Bulls, he was part of that 2014 NBA championship staff as well. Having experienced assistant coaches on the side of you to give you ideas and pointers that you may be something you hadn't seen or, you know, a lot of those guys sometimes are the kind of defensive a uh, strategic coach on the side, too, or maybe they're really good at drawing up inbound plays or last second plays. So just losing that, that part of continuity, as you mentioned, I think it definitely had a lasting impact on this season. Now, Becky Hammond, I think she'll do an excellent job as she continues to grow. It'll be interesting to see Tim Duncan, if he has a true desire to coach or if it was more of a, you know, I, think, I kind of feel like Popovich, like, hey, man, I need some help. I need somebody I trust. You know, losing two <laughs> experienced guys, as Messina and Yudoka left, I think he kind of wanted, hey, I need Timmy, I need you to come just help me this year and, you know, see if you get a feel for it and uh, and, and how you like it. So we'll see if uh, – I promise you, I, I, you know, Brett Brown, he was a part of that Spurs coaching tree too, and with him being let go by the 76ers, I wonder if Popovich will be able to get him to come back and uh, if he has any interest of in even bringing them back to the Spurs Spurs organization. I think that'll be a nice acquisition if they can get him back into the fold. Now, you know, with the NBA bubble, you know, if everything was shut down for several months and then the NBA restart began in Orlando, Pop immediately said it was about development. He said, We're looking at developing some of our younger guys. We, you know, it's a long shot as far as getting it back into the playoffs, which that young crew did. They fought their way all the way back to the last day of the regular season with an opportunity to get into the NBA playoffs. Speak on those young players who got an opportunity to showcase their talents with the minutes they were given.
1: Okay, with uh, with Derek White, Mm -hmm. we begin to see him grow as a player, too. He's beginning to come into his own as a player, and we can see that he has a nice skill set to his game. So with uh, Derek White coming along, Geldon Johnson, the rookie from Kentucky, Mm -hmm. he played very well inside the bubble as well. And so those are two wing guys, basically, maybe like a number two and a three that could play those positions. Or Derek White can even play some one for Mm -hmm. you. And uh, so you begin to see that they're getting some younger players in the fold and start playing more. And so I guess as the year uh, continues next year with – Whoever they draft this year and some of the young guys that they have on the roster will get more playing time and we'll start seeing those young guys develop. And you can look and say, you know, with a guy like Manu Ginobili and Tony Parker, they were young and raw early in their careers. But as they kept working on the pop, you begin to see them emerge as quality NBA players. And I think you start seeing those same things with Derrick White and especially Keldon Johnson. I think those two stand out to me more. And the rest of them as beginning to see that, begin to, to grow that maturity as a NBA player.
0: You know, also DeJounte Murray, uh, he was – if I'm not mistaken, I want to say he was the youngest to be named to an all-defensive team in his second year in the NBA. Uh, if not the youngest, he was one of the youngest. But, yeah, and then he suffered that, that knee injury the following season. I think if he can develop a jump shot in his game, a consistent jump shot, he, he is kind of at a mid-range this year. You start to see more of that. Uh, I love his, his length and athleticism. Uh, at that point, guard position for San Antonio as well. Now, you touched on the NBA draft a little bit, and, you know, Spurs are selecting 11th this year, which is completely, you know, out of what we're used to to, to having when it comes to the NBA draft. What type of player do you think San Antonio should be targeting? Oh wow! Maybe position based. Is there a certain position that they should be focusing more? Or I mean, what's your thoughts there when it when it comes to 11 pick I mean, you get a, a pretty good chance to draft probably 15 to 18 picks ahead of time than normal.
1: Yes. Uh, well, this year's draft, I haven't examined it very closely, but there seems to not be too many players out there that set themselves above everybody else. So. I would say with the NBA and the way it is developing now, you can't go wrong with a wing player. Uh, Six foot six, six seven, maybe the six eight in that range. That can handle the basketball, has a decent jump shot, rebound, run the floor, play defense, basically just your all around number two or number three type of player. So looking at this year's draft, I really don't see a player there to me that would just just stands out. I know they got these talk about the uh things, the Wiseman kid that played at Memphis, uh the ball guy that's uh, been overseas
0: mm-hmm.
1: and looking at him, uh Edwards from Georgia yeah. is one of the guys they're talking about in the top, but those are probably gonna be in your top three, top four, top five picks. So, if RC Bufa will allow me to put on the uh, uniform and uh, necktie yeah, and, yeah. and make some decisions for it, <laughs> I would say let's let's try to look at maybe in the spot we're in, we don't really need to move up. The guy from Auburn, I can't say his name.
0: Akoro Isaac Akoro. Yeah,
1: Isaac Akoro. He's about six 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 mm-hmm. seven. Physical body runs the floor. Like he likes to play defense. He does,
0: too. He does.
1: Decent jump shot, but he's very good at taking the basketball to the goal. So in this game, today's game, if you're able to take it to the goal with aggression, you get your foul call. So you become a valuable asset. You can play defense, guard maybe two or three positions, to one, two or three positions. So you would be a good asset, someone – like him. And then I would start looking at getting draft picks and start slowly because you got some guys on this team here now that's on the backside of their career. Rudy Gay, love Rudy Gay, but he's on the backside of his career now. Uh, DeMar DeRozan. I could see if they go to this Isaac O'Curl guy. He and DeRozan would probably be similar to a I mean, DeRozan has more of an offensive game right now. Mm-hmm. He's very efficient offensive player, mid-range, can get his own shot. But, yes, so, I mean, there's an the opportunity there, as well as Lamar- LaMarcus Aldridge on the backside of his career. So this would be a good time to start getting some draft picks and start looking to build back your organization now. Because I think with the Kawhi Leonard to me, that was going to be the next mm-hmm. anchor. Kawhi had already proved that he could be that next anchor where you can build a team around. Of course, he went to Toronto, was able to help them get their first championship, and he had the in position this year as well. So, you know, and that was, you begin to see, though know, they started with Robertson, then you had Duncan there for all those years, and you were able to put Ginobili and Parker with Duncan for all those years and win championships. And then you had Kawhi come in while that bunch was still there, okay? Because I remember in the 2013 championship uh, series against Miami, when Kawhi started having a great game, and Popovich went out to him and said, you don't have to be to those guys. You're becoming that guy now that we can go to and run the offense through. And you can just see his confidence start growing. So, it's time to Go out and find your next anchor, if I would say. Start looking for that next anchor.
0: Now, Ken, I wasn't really sure if I would go here in this episode, but uh, I got to get your opinion on it, uh, and I mm-hmm. think others would be interested as well. Speaking of Kawhi Leonard, do you still feel? Do you feel any kind of bitterness or just saltiness towards that whole way that it played out? Or I mean, what's your thoughts, knowing that every time you see him? Like I said, lead the Bradford Championship this year with the Clippers. It's like, man, he should be doing this in a Spurs uniform, you know? Because that's how I feel. Because I still honestly haven't forgiven number two. So, uh, what's your thoughts on Kawhi Leonard?
1: I could see where he was coming from. He wanted to be that player. And I don't know if because Duncan was still there, he didn't feel he could be that way. I think the way that it played out, especially with the media and everything might've I think made it worse than what it really was. And do I blame him? No. I mean, he wanted to have a chance to, I guess, store his, his wings to think he could do more better than he could there at San Antonio. And do I wish he would have stayed? Yes. Because I think he would have stayed. Uh, it might've been another shot for another championship somewhere mm-hmm. the year when he got hurt against mm-hmm. those State. Yep. I mean, because at that point, the Spurs were really clicking and rolling until he got hurt yep. at that point. So, but yeah. And, it, I mean, it happened with Johnson Simmons, another role guy. Mm-hmm. Wanted a bigger role. So, I guess it's the guys decided they wanted something different. So, I don't hold it against them none whatsoever. I mean, Kyle Anderson was another role guy that decided to leave. So, I can see that they wanted to go try other things, and I have no ill will against Kawhi at all. I understand you want to go try it, and he's been successful at it, yes. But like I said, I, I was still using the silver and black, but it didn't happen that way. So, But I, I think that they'll begin to rebuild and find the, the next anchor and build around them and continue to be the spurs that we've always looked.
0: Now, Kenya, before I let you go, I'm going to have you put on your GM cap again and kind of okay. be in the role in that Spurs front office along with R.C. Buford and Brian Wright. I'm going to have a segment here called Bring Them Back or Let Them Walk. These are for sure free agents that we know their contract uh, is expiring this off season. You tell me, would you bring them back or would you let them walk and why? Okay. First player, Brian Forbes.
1: Ooh, I'm going to have to let him walk. And the reason why, I have a roster of about four to five players that plays the same position he does. You got DeJounte Murray. You have Derek White. You have Patty Mills, who's still a, a good guy on the bench, coming off the bench for you. And you still have Lonnie Walker, the fourth. So you're trying to fit all those guys along with Forbes playing time on the floor. And you have to have enough uh, minutes to get out there, to get into the rhythm of the game, to get established. So I would have to let him walk because I see a more athletic type of player. He's not as a good shooter as Forbes is, being Lonnie Walker the fourth, but more athletic. He could defend several positions for me, run the floor, decent ball handler, can get rebounds for you, Murray the same way, and so is White. So I would have to say with Forbes, walk.
0: You know, another player that the Spurs have in that backcourt who they selected in the second round during the 2019 NBA draft is Quindary Weatherspoon out of Mississippi State. I like him a lot as well. He's a, a combo guard sitting about six four who can – Play good defense and playmaking and make shots. I remember watching him for the Bulldogs, kind of rip up the Tigers, Auburn Tigers, one Saturday night, and I always kept him in mind. So when the Spurs drafted him in the second round at the number forty-nine pick, I was I was super excited because I knew what kind of work he could do on the court. Now the next player, Jakob Purtle, would you bring him back or let him walk?
1: I would bring him back. Uh, the value of a big guy that can run the floor. Play defense, alter shots, and rebound. Now, he's not a premium scorer for you. He's not going to go out there and get you 16 a night. probably won't even get you 10. But he'll probably get you six or seven points. But he will bring a defensive toughness in the middle who can play the pick and roll. That's big in the, today's NBA game. With the pick and roll, you a big man. that often always been put in the pick and roll position. It's Foot speed is good enough that he can help with the pick and roll, play off of it, rebound the ball. And he's not one of those guys that I've never seen really say, me, give give it to me. He just, whatever the team needs, he just goes out and get it. So he'll be one of the guys I would say keep.
0: All right. Now the last player in this segment, bring him back or let him walk. Marco Bellinelli. What are your thoughts there?
1: Oh, Mr. Bellinelli. He's been on a championship team for mm-hmm. us. Yes, he has. At this point of his career, he would be one, I would say, let's let him let's walk. We need to now start bringing in the, the next phase of Spurs youth players. And Mr. Bellinelli has been in the league I know more than 12 years. And so he's been good for the Spurs, yet. but for the betterment of the organization and team, time to start bringing those younger guys along, letting them play, getting those minutes. I mean, you still have to have veterans on that bench from time to time, so you still have a guy like Patty Mills on that bench that can help with the young guys. A guy like Rudy Gay, if he chooses, to, Mm -hmm. would be a nice guy that could give you 10, 12 minutes a night and help develop some of your younger guys as well. So, I would say that would be a time for Mr. Bellinelli, I would say, walk.
0: All right. Now, that's the end of that segment. But for this next one, there's been a lot of swirling rumors as far as trade goes. If DeMar DeRozan decides to accept his player option, which is almost about $28 million, if he accepts it, are you looking to trade him? What are your thoughts there?
1: I would say yes. It would be a good – that would be a great time to explore that option because DeMar DeRozan would be a, a player that is put together with another team that has exceptional – there might be a – I would say a score away from being a team that would be elite to win a championship. He would fit in fine with a team like that because of his ability to score, he could be that second or third option on a team that would make them a more of an elite team. Here with the Spurs, he's basically your first option. And his style of play doesn't allow the Spurs to have much success as that lead option from being just a mid-range jump shot shooter who doesn't really put the ball on the floor and take it to the goal to get the opposite team best defender in foul trouble. He's more of just a mid-range jump shot shooter. Uh, He does play defense, but it's not as defensive aggressive as we have seen other players Mm -hmm. in in that position on that role on this team. So it would be a great time to explore and maybe find another piece to add, as well as a few more draft picks. As, as you say, you never can't have enough draft picks to get yourself opportunity to start building that team. Because I can look back all the way back to 1987, and the Spurs had a lot of draft picks, and that was the year they took David Robinson, Sean Elliott, and Willie Anderson from Georgia. So, and some more other young guys. They were just a group of young guys that they put together, and then they started building a team. So they might be back that point again where they can just start getting some young talent, start putting it together and rebuilding a team.
0: All right, so you gave us your take on DeMar DeRozan. Another player who they're rumoring about being shopped around is LaMarcus Aldridge. What are you doing with L.A.? Is he coming back to San Antonio?
1: I would say no as well. And it's, and I'm not wanting to say like it's a clean the house out, but he's on the backside of his career as well. If I had to choose, between LaMarcus Aldridge and Rudy Gay to stay another year or two to help develop my next oncoming group of young guys and a power forward. I would say Rudy Gay would probably fit that role better. LaMarcus would probably still think I'm still the number one option on this team. And I think that would hurt this team moving forward to letting some of the younger players like Derrick White and DeJounte Murray start taking more ownership of the team and running it if LaMarcus is still there. So I would be more inclined to say let's make that move like once again see what we can get for him draft pick-wise or maybe another player and have Rudy Gay to be that mentor for that next young group of guys coming in and move forward from there.
0: You've been listening to my Uncle Kenya Bradley. The reason why I am a Diehard fan of the San Antonio Spurs to this day. Uh, Kenya, you know, thank you so much for being a guest on the Fleet Spot and sharing your knowledge on the San Antonio Spurs. And you know how much I love you, and I'm, you know, forever grateful for you always being there for me, not only now but growing up as well. So you know, I love you, and I just want to let you know during this episode that I appreciate
1: you. thank you for having me, y'all, and thanks for your listeners to listen to me and. Thank you for being my nephew. I've enjoyed just being around you and teaching you what I know and I just I just love you. Just love you.
0: Love you too, Ken. Love you too. Hey, this is Alexis milanowski for the Houston
1: Academy Raiders. You're listening to the sweet spot with Corey Bradley on the Joy FM Sports.
0: Pinch a Penny Pool, Patio and Spa is a proud business ministry partner with the Joy FM. More than just a full-service pool and supply company, they offer backyard entertainment options like big green eggs, clear light infrared saunas, and patio furniture. Now locally owned and operated by Jason and Amy Sharp, Pinch a Penny Pool, Patio and Spa, 1435 Westgate Parkway in Dothan. Phone 334-671-POOL. Denny Vision is a proud supporter of the Joy FM, and their number one priority is patient satisfaction. They strive to provide a positive experience from the moment each person walks into the office. Denny Vision has an optical lab to create lenses on site, along with a selection of designer optical and sunglass frames. They focus on promoting good eye health while assisting patients in having the clearest vision possible. Their doctors help see the difference, which is their slogan. Located at 151 East Main Street in Dothan, online at dennyvision.com or phone 334-793-2633.
1: Attorney Kaz Espy is a proud supporter of The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley. Kaz has experience in both federal and state courts regarding a wide range of civil matters. Specializing in bankruptcy, debt resolution, probate, and estate planning, Kaz listens to the concerns of his clients, understanding their individual needs. Attorney Kaz Espy, phone 334-793-6288 or online at espymetcalf.com. No representation is made that the quality of legal services to be performed is greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. Care Animal Center is a business ministry partner with the Joy FM. Their goal has always been to assemble a team that's dedicated to providing quality veterinary services for their clients' pets. Care Animal Center offers surgical, dental, medical, and pet wellness programs for that furry member of the family. Their website is care-animal.net. Care Animal Center, 3454 West Main Street in Dothan. Phone 334-794-6333. Many of us spend more time thinking about what's for dinner than thinking about retirement. But if you think your retirement deserves more attention, I can help. I'm Edward Jones Financial Advisor Greg Wakefield. Stop by our office at 5630 West Main Street in Dothan. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. Ridgecrest Baptist Church proudly supports all local athletics. At Ridgecrest, we have many opportunities for all ages, including children, middle school, high school, and college students. I'm Chase Fault, the student pastor, and I want to invite you to see how your family might fit in at Ridgecrest. Learn more on our website at rbcdothan.org.
0: Welcome back to the Sweet Spot, sponsored by Bench of Penny Pool, Patio, and Spa. As we close with today's Triple C segment, Corey's closing comments. This is what I want to share with you today. Recognize and realize before any regretting. Before you relapse, perhaps you'll consider resetting. When you look at that first sentence, recognize and realize before any regretting. You look at the words recognize and realize. Those are awareness words words based on your mental awareness so before you do anything use your senses recognize realize think it through before you do anything that you're going to regret and that's not just from our physical senses but also from our spiritual senses we have to recognize with our uh, being led by the holy spirit also realize and being led by the holy spirit of the current situation that you're in and then the second sentence says before you relapse perhaps you'll consider resetting so before you fall into those old ways of doing things or those old traps of just uh maybe your old way of thinking that, that used to be in, in a dark place maybe you'll consider okay let me stop let me refresh Let me reset I don't want to go back to where I once was My pastor Darius Creighton always says You may not be where you want to be today But thank God you're not where you used to be So remember this as we close Recognize and realize before any regretting Before you relapse Perhaps you'll consider resetting And as we always say There's nothing better than being in the sweet spot Stay in the sweet spot on the Joy FM Sports Facebook page. This has been a presentation of the Joy FM Sports. It's more than a game.